everybody, it's your boy Real back with another review, man. Now, hey, I know a lot of y'all are out there distraught. You saw that House of the Dragon has reached its finale. We are finally there. And there's talks of it coming back in the next two years. 2024? The year of the yay? No, let me stop. <laughs> but 2024? Oh, my God. So if you're sad and you just, now that uh, House of the Dragon has came back and it, it relit that Game of Thrones in you and you got nowhere to turn, you can come on back. Okay, we've been doing a rewatch, uh, going all the way back to season one and I'm at season two. Okay, this is the season two episode five review of Game of Thrones. So if you listen to this and you're like, I'm fucking in. Please head back to the beginning, check out all the reviews, and get yourself caught up. Now, this episode in particular, right, I am going to um, dedicate this episode to a very loyal fan, loyal subber, uh, member of the Discord gang, uh, a table leader, if you will, a Mr. Luis Lopez. A.K.A. Lulu, A.K.A. somebody who has been revealed to be a sociopath, right? Like, I was in a Discord live. Yes, we do lives in Discord, okay? We have full-on conversations, mainly arguments, mainly arguments against myself and my views and my takes. So, you know, I'm always looking for uh, more Discord members, but I'm looking for more members on my side like if you watch my reviews and you go god that man is spicy but i agree with him please i implore you please join and link up and 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 dm me in the discord saying hey real i got your back when they ready to jump you so you just call me up so please if you are somebody who supports me and wants to hold me down join that discord but if you're somebody who's like oh i can't wait to join in the stumping Sure, go right ahead. That seems to be the trend in the Discord. But I love them. Now, why am I dedicating this to Lulu? Uh, Senora Luis, Luis Lopez. Why? Because he's been on my ass in the Discord. Daily. I will talk about something. I'll get excited about something. Here comes his ass ruining it. Talking about, yeah, whatever. Where's my Game of Thrones review? I'm on your ass. Where's your Game of Thrones review? Oh, you think I'm bullshitting? You think I'm lying? I will be happy to post you the things, the threatening things this man sends me when he ain't getting his Game of Thrones fix. <laughs> but I appreciate it, man. He is, he he's on it. You know what I'm saying? And I love that type of shit. I love that I make something that people like that to the point where they're, they'll threaten me. So, fuck it. <laughs> It's much better than putting out some trash that everybody hates. So, you know, you take it where you can get it. Lewis, I hope this makes us good. I know it won't. I know you're in the comments talking about, no, this is a good start, and you need your missing episodes. And yes, sir, I am on top of it. Now, whew, I tell you, man, it's a, it's a hard-fought life. I, I don't know what I created. Discord is, I don't know. It started off a beautiful thing. Now it's just, I don't know what it is. <laughs> but it's fun. You should definitely link up. It's just a, you know, it's just a, it's a great place. Now, 
uh, this episode. Wow, was this a goodie. There's some there's some scenes in here that we're going to get into, and I want to start in Karth. Oh yeah. We've it's a this one took us a lot of places. And I got to say from season 1 to this particular episode in season 2, oh, you could tell where the money has came in. See, I discuss often. And I think I want to do like a a separate video of my thoughts of everything between Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, just my personal brain I need to get out off to y'all, to the to the viewer. Uh, I think I might drop that after this, actually. But it's going to mainly be on the point of where the money went, right? We saw in Game of Thrones, the, the first season, they told us money was limited, right? They dropped a bag on showing us those dragons at that finale. They was like, fuck it, whatever leftover money cash we got, get us some some people and and get us some dragons right that's why he didn't show us the thing we call drago and all that that the 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 evils that happened in that tent but this one now that they saw they got the people after season one oh season two they dropped the bag oh yeah we're gonna talk about it so we're gonna go to the city of Carth first and foremost now this is where my baby danny is now there were several interesting things happening with uh, Danny out there in Karth, right? The first one, now that they're in the gates, they chilling. She has what is, you know, we see her dragon and we see her homegirl who taught her how to smash, how to fuck correctly, how to bend a man to her will in bed. And we see her dragon out there. She's teaching her Dracarys and he's heating up him a little piece of ham. It's so cute. Don't we just love the baby dragons? They so cute. And he was just, <coughs> until a little flame came out. All he could do was light me a square. But, you know, there is where some money went. You would have never got that shit in season one, for sure. But uh, there seems to be some uh, maiden's beef, right? So we got one, right, who Danny has entrusted to be her sexual advisor. She is a girl who was tasked with pleasing evil Viserys, right? And she would get off on the stories of dragons and that's what that's what uh floats her boat, if you will. That's what gets her a river of flowing. You talk some dragons, you talk some wealthy men, Shorty is signed up. And she's in here with her excitement. She's got she's got Danny holding her down. She's got a dragon that she's gonna put to bed. This one was in fucking heaven. She's in Karth with nice garb. She ain't in the desert. She ain't fucking and sucking Viserys. So she's a happy woman. She could be, she's complacent. She's got dreams of Danny. She's like, oh, you're going to be a beautiful princess. But then we see, oh no, we see a loyalist, a loyalist of the Dothraki and the Caldrogo way and looking at her as a Khaleesi. She shuts it down. She lets her know, hey, this ain't no princess. This is a Khaleesi, right? And reminding Danny, like, no, don't listen to this whore. Do we know who, you remember who she is, right? This was Viserys' fucktoid. No. She didn't even do that well. Viserys was a very angry man. She only was supposed to please him. Couldn't do that. So she's got a little beef. It's getting a little spicy in there. And she don't like that Danny is taking more of a hold to her. It's like, no, I'm the real. And consequently, she is the chick from uh, The Serpent Queen, which I implore y'all to watch on Stars. It's a fucking great show. And... I haven't reviewed it because I'm just enjoying it. Some things I'm just going to enjoy privately that I don't want to talk about 
You know what I'm saying? And and Serpent Queen is one of them. I suggest y'all do the same thing. If you still have a Stars account, if you didn't cut it off after Raising Canaan, go check out Serpent Queen. It's a hell of a goddamn show. But she was in it. I said, oh, shit, I know that girl. Right? So now we see... But what that was showing us was not the beef between the maidens, more so the beef with Danny. It's almost like a bad and good angel. The bad angel's like, girl, you got a dragon. You up here, you you talking to the richest man in Carth. Ooh, this is where you should be. You could live a good life. Fuck that red desert. And you got the other one that say, hey, keep your head on straight. All right, you ain't no princess, you're a Khaleesi. Right, this is the duality that Danny's facing right now. She's a very sought-after woman for several reasons. A, because she fine as shit. B, because she got some motherfucking dragons. And they ain't seen no dragons in hundreds, maybe a thousand years. I don't know the exact timeline. That's for the book people. You talk to them if you want to know exactly the last time a dragon uh, graced the earth when the, the year of the dragons all died. That's some book people shit. Okay, you talk to them about that. But anyway, <laughs> so we see her uh, at a little gala, right? It's a, it's a kickback. It's everybody getting to know their new visitor. Oh, who's Zara brought to the party? I heard she's the mother of dragons. We got to come to this kickback. We got He threw her a party in her honor. Very, very smooth, I must say. And uh, we see at the same time, that uh she's being introduced to the different personalities are there and her first encounter of some new people is the warlocks the warlocks of karth here comes some the fucking nosferatu looking motherfucker talking to, to put a, a dusty ass rock in her hand talking about stare into it and then out pops his twin like bro come on nobody i wasn't shocked everybody decided to clap when he walked up oh you might see double Ooh, fam that's your show Equally ugly ass uh, twin brother. Tw- uh, is twins like a mystery in Westeros? I think not. I think twins happen several times. I, I think. Where's the magic? <laughs> I love how Zara comes through. Like all oh, the warlocks, they just be drinking shades of the evening, reading dusty ass books. I had to invite him because he's a member of the thirteen. Don't you know? It, it turning his lips. But I know what shades of the evening is. You can't fool me. That ain't nothing but skull vodka made into jungle juice. So you know what I'm talking. You dirty motherfuckers. I know some of y'all done drank that damn near de- damn near death juice. Skull the jungle juice. Skull vodka and a bunch of blue juices and shit to try to mask that diesel that you're drinking, that fucking diesel oil. Or maybe it's that new Taylor Port wine that's so famous. That I question is even a wine. Like, are we looking deep into that? What wine you know is damn near 40-something proof? Like, you're not fooling nobody. The fuck you get this? Was this the first wine? Is this mead? Nigga, Taylor Port mead. All right? So he's basically saying the Warlocks is getting blasted. But at the same time, it's a very hilarious scene in there. It's two, there's a hilarious scene and two very important ones also. Hey. The funny scene. I like how you got the Dothrakis over there arguing about what's the best way to steal this fucking golden and gemmed up peacock. Hilarious. Like, they, they she comes over and Jorah's like, yeah, well, one's arguing that they should melt it down. The other one's like, no, nah, just chop the jewels. We could 
do this. And they really like having an intense conversation about how to steal this peacock. And it reminds me, and, and Danny's just sitting there confused, like, what the fuck? No, you're not finna chop it, melt it, nothing. Okay, we are guests. And then I love how my mans came back at her and said, well, of course. Of course, Khaleesi. We're not finna take it. We're gonna wait till we leave. When we leave, it's definitely coming with us. We're not gonna take it now. That'd be rude. <laughs> and she's just like, motherfucker. And that, and that is a prime example of you are responsible for your plus, plus ones, people. If you're going to a nice place, right, if you get invited to a, a, a fancy little swanky place where there's going to be valuables, you know what I'm saying, art on the wall, maybe real-ass gold utensils, I don't know whenever that point in your life could come, and I hope it does come to you. But you know not to bring your scamming-ass, card-cracking-ass friend to that event. You're supposed to bring, if you get a plus one, you're supposed to bring your most responsible uh, inside voice using plus one. And they are the exact reason why Fat Boy did not want to let them in the car. This conversation right here, so I found it hilarious. She's like, no, not when we leave, not while we're here. You're not stealing shit. So she was a she was a responsible guest just taking care of her plus ones, right? I was like, Jesus, Darth Racky don't fuck around. They got, they're just basically Greyjoys from the desert. They get big Black Force, big Black Air Force One energy. But the other important parts in there was some chick with a crazy mask, probably the dopest mask I've seen thus far, comes to Jorah and say, oh, I know you, Jorah of so-and-so-and-so-and-so. All right, you you seem to really want to protect her, and you're gonna need it. All right, because there's gonna be people after her, after them dragons. There's a lot of people that's on their ass, so you need to jump in front, do what you gotta do to protect her. And just as mysterious as she walked up, she just fucking walked off. She just dropped the mic, and Jordan's like, "What the fuck? Who is this? How does she know me? How does she what what what?" So that's an interesting character that we're probably likely gonna see from. Is it somebody from Jorah's Pass? Is it somebody that just got the tea in Westeros? I don't know. All right, but that's somebody to look after. And then you got Zara. I ain't gonna lie. Zara and Karth, Zara with Danny. I think I'd be a Zara. Oh, yeah. I like his ambition. I like his moves. And I like how he just subtly put it out there like, oh, how long has uh, your boy Jorah been in love with you by chance? She's like, what? He's not loving me? His response is, come on, man. I know what men want. I Get into a mind of a man. I got that. And she goes, what about women? Ah, that's a little bit more difficult. I said, oh, this dude's a player. Oh. It's like, I like this Zara. Then when he takes her, it was like, hey, check this out. I'll tell you. Brings her down, shows him, shows her his Valerian steel vault. Right? Gives her the tale about how she had every how he had everybody try to break in, try to break it down. And the only key is on his chest. And he tells her, hey, you can have that. You can have get behind that. She's like, oh, the whole thing? He said, oh, chill, half. And then he reveals his plan. He says, yeah, no, you can get half. Why would you do that for? Because I want to marry you. I said, way to go, Zara. That's a fact. I'm not mad at Zara. I mean, look at it. He rich. Danny's fine. She got fucking dragons. And she got claim to the throne. 
Yeah. And she's talking about romance. He's talking to her like an adult. He said, whoa, I married for love before. All right? The gods took her from me. I ain't going to do it again. Now it's just what's most advantageous, the best partnership. Like a true marriage. <laughs> what? What is love? What does love got to do with it? I was like, oh, I like this czar. I mean, we know we can't trust him, but the way he's landed on thick to Danny, dresses and I could get your ships or army. We can go get what's yours. No problem. Let's go do it. You can have us in this safe. Let's go, shorty. Let's go. I said, damn. And then here go Danny. Now, this is a this when she goes in the back and Jara's explaining how he's how he she shouldn't take all these things from Zara. Jara's like, no. You don't need him. Ain't no allies in Karth. The only way to win Westeros is to have allies in Westeros, which is bars. That's true. They're going to be like, who? Karth? Zara? Zara Zafazumbabang? No, fuck him. He, who is he the house of? What armies does he make? Like, no. So Jorah was right. But he dropped the ball. Oh, I was so mad at Jorah this episode. Danny was sitting there feeling the vibe. Never really thought about him being in love with her, but now the way he talks about her, like, oh, every time I look at you, you know, I just see a proper queen and the woman that you could be and the way you could rule. I'm talking about laying it on thick. And she's fucking getting nervous, like little butterflies in the stomach. And she opened the door. I said, Jorah, walk through it. How many of y'all believe like I do that if Jorah would have just said, yo, check this out. I love you. I'm in it for you. Fuck Zara. All we need is a ship. I can get you that. You can win this on your own. And I'm in love with you. Did I say I was in love with you? If I didn't, let me just triple down. I'm in love with you. I think he might have got her. For sure. I think Danny was in a was in a good place. She was receptive. And if he would have just let his feelings really be known right there, I think this story could have took a hell of a turn. If I was George, hey, shoot or shoot. Fellas, you got that window, you got that one-on-one -on -one time with a Danny Targaryen, first of her name? What? You take the shot. I don't give a shit. If it gets shot down, fuck it. Shooter, shoot. Shooters, goddamn shoot. And I'm sorry. Uh, George just dropped the ball. George dropped the ball. And now he's just like, no, he then he kept it real professional, and now he's going to go get her to ship. So she made her decision by saying, hey, I can't wait to hear from you again. I, well, I can't wait to meet the captain. So that's saying, look, I'm going to listen to my advisor. I'm not going to marry Zara. I'm not going to go for all the glitz and glamour. Just going to get my ship and go get me some allies. All I need is a way to Westeros, a way back home. And we're good. I'll take it from there. Take my dragons. We'd be good. So that's Karth. Now, out there in the frozen tundra where some more money was spent. We was just in sunny fucking Karth. Now we out there in the goddamn wintry tundra. We see Jon Snow. They're talking about the, some dude named the Half-Hand. So we learn that he lives north of the Wall. And now we're finding out that he has been training the Wildlings. And there is an impending attack coming. So some dude comes up talking about, hey, it's best if we strike now. Because they're they learning our ways. They're not going to just run off like they usually do. These motherfuckers finna fight. And of course, Jon Snow is signed up to do a mission where it only takes a few guys, come start the ruckus, maybe take out the half hand, 
and get it busting. But I don't like the dude that delivered the message. The way he was looking at John didn't look too trustworthy. And Sam, at all, Sam is always letting us know that White Walkers exist, right? When the horn went off, they was like, oh, that's for friends. Two, that's for enemies. That's the wildlings. That's as far as anybody wanted to go. They was like, damn, that's a hell of a thing waiting for two. To know that if it's a friend or a foe, you're just sitting there anxious waiting for the second one. And then here comes Sam, the ultimate book person. And maybe the only book person I'll ever like. I only like Sam. Well, we could say that Tyrion's a book person, too. He stays his face in the books. Them two, only book people I'll accept. Sam made sure to let them know, hey, a third one is for White Walkers. And motherfuckers like, what? John like, huh? No. He was like, yeah, it's been a thousand years, but, you know, it's a thing. They keeping that White Walkers in our face. Like, there's a lot of wars going on. There's a lot of kings claiming that they're kings. It, it, you know, but Sam is keeping us grounded, letting us know, hey, White Walkers is a thing. Let's not just stop the horns at two. So that's very valuable. Sam is letting us know. And he took up the stewardship. He said, no, nah, I'll be a steward. Go ahead and let John roll with the Rangers where he should. Right, Sam's a solid dude. But the conversations they had, him and John had about the first people, and he was so excited about standing where the first men stood. And it looked like a baby Stonehenge with those little rocks lined up like that. And John is just up there getting an eerie feeling, which he gave me an eerie feeling. And that dude that came to deliver that message about the half hand, he gave me an eerie feeling. But he was like, I don't know if they were more so existing here than they were running from something. This seems like a place where you try to run away, but I don't know if they were successful. So John is tapped into something, right? So that's letting us know that north of the wall, some shit's about to go down soon because John is out on the mission, all right? So we, we lined up waiting on that. And now in Winterfell, oh, little Bran holding, the, holding it down, right? He's sitting there. He's sending Orf. He, he's just He's looking like a proper little king. He ain't even need his advisor to talk. Dude came in talking about, hey, my sons are gone fighting with your brother, and, and my sheep is getting fucked up. They running away. Me and my lady, we too old. We need some help. Now, look at Bran. He's like, oh, take some of these orphan boys. They ain't got no family. Y'all good with that? Right? Look, he's he's linking orphans with families. He's just solving problems. I said, well, look at little Lord. I'm just, he's just handling this shit. Right? But then in comes the things talking about uh, what, uh, Tower, Tower Square is being attacked. And they do rush in, like, I got 200 ready to go. Now, what was very important in that is that the Meister, Grand Meister there said, you need that many? You need that? And then Brand shuts it down, like, hey, take who you want, okay? They're, if we can't protect our bannermen, I mean, right? Brand was right, but also the Grand Meister was right. And you know what happens when two people are right? We should split it up. How about you send half that to go ward off this attack and save the other half for, I don't know, if any shenanigans were to happen here. So that was the first red flag, right? He he let us know, like, damn, that's a lot of people. But he didn't give us a reason why he didn't want a lot of people to go. But, I mean, it's very obvious. Who the fuck is going to protect us if somebody attacks here? But that's entitlement. That's just them thinking like nobody would dare attack Winterfell. Nobody. 
We finna go out here. They don't, nobody, everybody in Winterfield, the people, like the majority of them Winterfield, I don't know if it's frost on the brain, but they're dumb. Starks are synonymous with dumbness. Brand, why would you send every fucking soldier you got to a place to help? When you don't know the scouting report, you don't know how many people is there. What if it's 15 people? Why the fuck would you send 200 to go take care of 15? I don't know. You don't know how many there. What if it's 600? Then you send 200 people to their fucking death. You don't just... I said, oh my God. This just further my points of just Starks being dumb. That's just what they do. Well, the majority of Starks being dumb. And how do I know? Because we know the plan. All right, let's go on over to the Iron Islands. Theon Greyjoy. He is such a little crybaby. That I hated his little... Ugh, this is why I don't like Theon. This is all I heard. I'm the captain. You need to listen to me. Oh, oh, you're going to take the ship? Oh, you're going to just take the ship and then take my ship? Well, I'm going to chase you down. If you don't need a captain, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to come get you. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to hang you because I'm Theon Greyjoy. I'm the prince of the Iron Islands. Listen to me. That's all I heard. Who the fuck? would want to be commanded by that. I love that dude. I didn't like his opening line. His his brag was a... Uh, what? I don't know. It was, a, it was a weird flex, but okay. That was one of that was. A weird flex, but okay moment. When dude with the busted teeth, the, you know, the bald head big buddy, the one that stepped up to Theon, when he came and said, I've been uh, raging and raping since before you were born. I said, oh, you've been a bad person for a long time. Like, who claims to just been raping for, like, like a d- decades? Proudly. I said, oh, God. Won't you say, like, I've conquered towns or, like, there's a way you could master. He just, I, I get, uh, let me look at him. Yeah, he gives a shit. Like, he gives a shit what me or you think. But I was like, okay, that's a weird flex. It doesn't take much to rape a woman who can't defend herself, like, why y'all just ransacked the town? I was like, oh, you're such a big man. I was like, this is just a nasty crew. The Iron Islands, just nasty. They're rapists. They're, uh, they're, uh, not even conquerors, right? They only take down the shit that they can take down. They're thieves. They're dirty. They have terrible dental hygiene. Probably the worst in all the land. Actually, the Storm Lords, the, well, the Storm people in the woods had better teeth than the Greyjoys. At least they put some bark to it. The Greyjoys are just nasty all the way around. And the cleanest person might be the sister. Right? Might be Theon's sister. She's the only one who didn't have shit all over her face. It just it had the best teeth. Like, I don't, I don't know. Not a fan of the Grand, Greyjoys. And they're cowards. They're fucking cowards. They do all this tough talk. Oh, we'll raid your village. We'll do all this. But you're going to run, pussy. You're going to give up your son and beg for your life like a pussy. I'm sorry, ladies. Like a dick. You feel me? Like, they, come on, man. Scared. I hate the Greyjoys. And Theon is just a, not even a tough version of them. He's just a crybaby. But his sister comes and flex on him. Like, I got 30 ships. You go ahead and. You cry all you want. I got bigger issues. And no. And by the way, nobody's finna respect you. My people will stay on boat for a year. I got that respect. You need to get yours. Just saying you're a captain don't make you a captain. 
And that's true shit. Right? And then here comes his first mate. Here to put him on some knowledge. He finally told him in in the in the kindest words possible. He said, look, those people are from the Iron Islands too. They ain't got proof of it. Let me tell you what Iron Islanders do. What if they choose not to just raid boat and ships? They could do and and raid whatever they want. They can attack whatever we want. We're from the Iron Islands. That's what we do. And then it just hit them. It just hit Theon's dumb ass. Like, oh, well, the, that that part is right next to the uh the tower, tower square. Oh, we could just go there instead. And but then we wouldn't hold it for very long. But then, oh, we don't need to, because we could fucking take Winterfell. He didn't say that, but that was implied. Bran let it be known that when he when when it was first said. We didn't know what Theon was going to say when he said, when he ended it at, well, then they would just come take it back. And Buddy looked at him smirking like when he finally realized like, oh, when they come there, we just go to the other place, which is the bigger prize. And that's what he told him. I'm sure it's a bigger prize. And all that was because Theon is such a crybaby, such so much to prove for whatever reason that he didn't see that the real test from his father giving him that specific village was to see if he would just be somebody who do as he's told or if he'd be somebody to fucking step up and be the prince, the captain, the uh, the heir to the Iron Islands like he claims to be as the last uh, the born son. Right? It was all a test. And he was gonna fucking fail it if it wasn't for his first mate. So, salute to Buddy. For putting him onto game. Alright. Now Arya. Arya seems to have uh, met a death genie. Which is. And, and, and Arya is probably. The worst person to give that to. I mean she's been. You know. Saying these names over and over again. But Arya's is a hell of a story. Like I love her storyline. This season. She's basically on the enemy side. As a Stark. Working for Tywin who is the direct ops at this point. There's many ops to come, but the Lannisters are the direct ones, and Arya's moving beautifully. When Tywin asks her where she's from, she tells a lie to say something that was not North, right? Until she's questioned, which those studies would have came in handy. That's a drawback to season one. When she was trying to learn, all, when, they, when old girl was trying to teach her, hey, you, this is going to come in handy. You need to learn this as a, as a princess, as a whatever. As a young lady, and she never stuck her head in them studies in the books, she would have got that lie off if she knew what banner they flew in that town or whatever she said. So Tywin called on the shit, like, you from the north, right? Because you don't know that shit. So where you from? You from the north, right? And she's like, yeah. Then she says a house that she knows very well because she lives north. She's not dumb. She's not going to say, I'm a fucking Stark. I'm the most valuable person in this whole castle to you right now. Of course not. That's obvious. But her bringing one that she actually does know and reading the room. When Tywin says, hey, what they say about Jon Snow? Oh, he rides direwolf. Oh, he can't be beat. All this. And Tywin's doing all that to show his people like, yo, this is what's being said. John, uh, Rob is not nothing to fuck with. Did I say Jon Snow? I meant Rob. Rob ain't nothing to fuck with. Okay, we've been underestimating him too long. He is winning. 
So we need to dedicate our time to a hey, full court press on this motherfucker. Listen, listen to the girl. She's spewing all this North shit. And he asked her, something about he can't be killed. She asked, he asked her, like, hey, you believe that? And she said, this was the most intense part of this scene. When she said, nope, anybody can be killed and stared daggers into Tywin. Didn't break eye contact. Tywin looked in there, looked into that girl's soul and sent her away like, go get that water. He was like, it's something about that girl. Tywin is very intuitive. And that face off, he saw the bravery. He saw something. And that moment, Arya is transforming before our eyes. Like she was just a tomboy who was rebellious. Then we saw her learn how to do swords because all that dresses and and getting married and having babies. That shit wasn't for her. But this is like, this is like her gladiator school. She was almost murdered. She's seen friends murdered. She caught a body. Now she's like a slave to, to Tywin. So she's learning deceit and trickery. She's getting a hard lesson from the streets of Westeros, right? Out there in Herenthal. And then she linked up with a sketchy dude who turns out to be a death genie. Said, hey, I knew you was a girl this whole time. And then how you judge me for working with them? Ain't you working with them? And she's starting to learn. He's starting to teach her these little things. And let her know, hey, I got three bodies for you. And the dude she killed, he killed, I loved his name. When he said, oh, a man needs a name, girl. And she was like, I think he calls him the Tickler. I said, that's dope. A motherfucker called the Tickler, who was the town's torturer. I said, that's pretty cool. And then he goes, drops dead. So she's like, oh, shit. So Arya's got, like, a loaded pistol. So now, at this point, I know y'all thinking, like, damn, which two would y'all use to catch these bodies? Now, let me ask y'all that. Y'all have seen all this. You know how it goes. You know how it ends. If you only had two deaths left that you know, because we, we've seen his work. We know he could get it done. Which two people do you think you would have used your deaths on? Which two people you won't killed that may have survived toward the end or didn't die well enough for you? Or you would have wanted to get out of here ASAP? Put that in the comments. I'm, I'm curious. Which two people you would have chose? I know mine's. I know mine's for sure. Joffrey, I need that motherfucker. And I would say kill him bad. Kill him dead, kill him bad, right? Joffrey is number one on my list. Number two, after knowing what I know, hmm, I'd probably kill Catelyn Stark. Oh, yeah, I said it. I'd kill Catelyn. Because if I kill her now, I can stop her from doing all the fuck shit she's about to do that you know that's about to happen. You know it. Oh, I know all you star people about to attack me and say, you really finna use your last death on Catelyn Star? You fucking ain't right, I would. Imagine if, imagine if, if, if Cat Stark died right now. You'd still have Rob alive. Yeah, you would. He would've won that goddamn war. Eventually. But, you know, but I like to hear y'all too. And give me a reason why. Discord gang, that's a uh that's a homework assignment for y'all too. Now, um, speaking of Catelyn Stark, so it went down, right? The ghost that was given birth by the, the red witch, uh caught a body, took out Renly and um Brienne 
she's so cold with that sword. The way she took out them two dudes was magnificent. But I thought it dumb for Lady Stark to leave. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I could see her wanting to get Brienne out of there. Because she looks like a killer. Cool. Entice her to run. But I wouldn't come with her. I just was making a deal with Renly for my son. Now, there's Stannis. Okay? So Stannis is left. This is a conversation I'm sure Rob would now want you to have with Stannis. Is Lady Stark's life in danger? Who the fuck would want to kill Lady Stark when her son is fighting their soon-to-be enemies? Nobody, none of them have fought yet. So it seems like being on Team Rob would be advantageous for Stannis, knowing he has some support in the North. Why the fuck would she leave? Why wouldn't she stay there and go, eh, there goes the Renly choice. Well, let me appeal to Stannis. Stannis, I know my husband told you, you should have been the true heir. That's fine. Actually, we 100% support it because my son doesn't want anything to do with the throne. He wants to run the North separate. We keep the North. You get everything else to your heart's content. That would have been a good conversation. That might have stopped Renly from Renling it out like doing something dumb like who knows who fucking knows but no she goes on a run she goes on the lamb like like somebody's after her like so there could be stories of maybe lady star killed renly like why would you want that even to be suggested why run dummy you're dumb the fucking starks man i swear it's only aria only aria and sansa is i only support them two right now like Jesus, they're fucking dumb. Now, uh, we see Littlefinger is in there telling Sir Lavos, what's his name? I don't know. Renly's lover that, hey, you can't avenge him from the dead. We heard that story. Lady Stark just told Brienne that. And, but he sees something in Lady Tyrell, right? He sees her ambition. And this one thing Littlefinger loves is an underdog with ambition. He knows her, he knows her house, he knows the power that her house holds, and he knows if he can make a friend in her and keep that ambition of hers in his back pocket, this could work out very well for him. Very well. So Littlefinger's already worked it out. He's got a hard on just hearing her say, I don't want to be a queen, I want to be the queen. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. So if there's any way he can make that happen, a queen now owes him a favor. And that would make Littlefinger God. That man is never off. He's always on with his bullshit. So we see Littlefinger got something going on with that. Now, wrap this whole thing up. We're just going to go right to King's Landing with our boy Tyrion. Right? He tries to hold a conversation with, uh, with Cersei. And, uh, oh, no, I ain't want to leave that. I want to talk about that conversation. I'm sorry, y'all. Let me go back to Stannis and Davos. Stannis doesn't deserve a, da a Davos. You know who could have came in handy? You know who needs a Davos? Yeah, yay. Kanye West right now could use a Davos. Somebody with some hard truths. Let a motherfucker know what's up, right? So Davos is a one-of-a-kind character. And also, Brienne... It's too good for Lady Stark. I just thought I'd throw that in there. While I'm talking about who's too good for who. Brienne, you're too good for Lady Stark. She don't deserve you. Okay, she's just gonna use you wrong. Fucking no. 
She's too good. Too good for you. And, yes, Davos is too good for Stannis. But he finally managed to talk some type of sense into him. Because Stannis, all he sees is, hey, I got all these bannermen. I got ships. I got sea. Let's ride out right now. And he's telling them, like, look, this chick coming over with this new religion. She ain't even from here. Okay? They're already talking, saying that she's whispering shit in your ear, and she runs the show. So, if that's how you want it to look, go right ahead. That's how it's going to be. So, good job, Davos. She's, he He's talking about leaving her. I don't know if that's going to really work out. And I'm wondering, how many ghost babies she got in her? Because it would seem to me like, if I was if I was Stannis, and I already went down the dark path, and all I got to do is smash the Red Queen, I'm going to smash her about 10 more times. You know how many enemies I could take out with these ghost babies of mine? These dark shadow babies? I'm like, is it a one-off? Do you need to replenish? Like, what's the war? Like, what's the rush? Can we get more dark babies is what I want to know. Humbug people, does it explain that? I'm sure it does. Tell me, can she get more dark babies or was that a runoff? Because if you could do a shadow baby, I'm fucking all day. And I'm going to fuck my way to a kingship. Bong, boom, there goes Joffrey. Bang, there goes Cersei. Slap his skin, slap his skin. Oh, who else are up? The Dorns, boom, that's gone. Who else want war? I'm sending shadow babies to everybody. You can't fight the shadow baby. So, yeah, I think that was a wasted opportunity. At least worth the ask. It's not like it it wouldn't be a fun time either. Seems like a fucking win-win to me. But Tyrion, like I said, he was out there trying to talk some talk some sense into Cersei. He doesn't understand why she's so calm. And now Stanley, that, that Stannis Baratheon is fucking, he's loaded up. He's got more soldiers. He's can win the ship. It's an obvious L. And Tyrion's scrambling, trying to figure out, why is this bitch just sitting here drinking wine with a smirk on her face? Can I know what the deal is? But she icing him out, petty as hell. Cersei just petty, just because it's, it's Tyrion. That's it. What is the harm in letting this man know what the plan is? Is it, I don't, I, is it just that you... It, what I get the feeling is, she wants to prove to her father that Tyrion is useless, and I'm the real shit. So I'm going to make this plan to keep it for myself. But she don't know that, no. Nobody is sneakier than Tyrion. Nobody in that family is smarter than Tyrion. Not even Tywin. Because Tyrion fucking knew that Rob Snow was a fucking problem right out the gate. It was no underestimate, none of that. Okay? But then he finds out her secret by the cousin that was smashing her. And it's Dragonfire. So now we're excited. But you know what I love about the Dragonfire excursion? Those scenes when we was learning the history of Dragonfire and how the Targaryens used it after the dragons did. All good information. All, oh, that's pretty cool to know. What I found more important in that conversation was Bronn's distrust of it. Because he painted a very real, very terrifying uh, option. He said, okay, Dude telling us to just fling this dragon fire at their ships by way of a catapult, flinging them, okay? He's saying, yeah, but it's a war. He's also going to fling shit over here. And in war, men get scared, shit themselves. And I don't know, maybe drop one of those big-ass pots of dragon fire, and now we find ourselves fucking burning. So I don't think I like this too much. Magic don't win wars. 
Okay? Men do. Braun, he is not no fucking dummy. I said, oh, that's a fair point. That's a fair fucking point. I know if I'm about to load up a catapult and I see fucking arrows and big ass boulders coming my way by way of ship or by way on land. I, I, I mean, I've dropped shit on my way to the kitchen. So I think, yeah. And no, nobody's throwing no, nobody's trying to murder me. I'm just fucking clumsy. So yeah. And then Tyrion is like, well, and there's 7,000 what? So then Tyrion is discovering that they sit, that their city is living on top of a fucking bomb. And I'm like, yeah, that's terrifying. But he got Cersei's plan, and he just stole it from her. But there's definitely going to get used still. So it's shaping up to be a great season five. A lot of things exposed in this one. And uh, Lou, I hope you enjoyed this. All right? And with that, protect your health, yourself, your wealth, man. Your boy Rail is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Rail. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...